um, and especially on Mother's Day. Uh, so, happy Mother's Day to you all, for those who are mothers and for those who have all the motherly skills and figures because we need them in our society and our family. Um, I'm a mother of five, um, uh, four by birth, and we have uh, fostered one and then we adopted one. Um, and so our foster son or our adopted son, he is uh, 42. Um, and, um, and so there we got lots of grandchildren, some grandchildren by blood. We've got a few of those. And then we got a few of those who are fostered. And then we have a family who have adopted three children. So uh, we've got quite a, a mixture in our family. Um, but you know, a mother is just uh, so important. Uh, I was thinking, you know, of some mothers who have never had children, but have made such a huge impact in our society all over the world. And at first I was thinking to, to Mother Teresa. She, is, she had never children of her own, um, but we all call her mother all over the world because um, she mothered and she cared for um, those who were poor and sick and all of that. I'm, I'm sure you all know her. I just always admire her, how she had just this selfless life uh, to give to others. And then somebody else came to mind. As you can hear, I got an accent. Uh, yeah, and myself come from Holland and from a part of Holland where they speak a different language. Uh, maybe you heard about the Frisian cows. All heard about the Frisian cows? No, black and white cows. Yes, yes. Well, they come from a part of Holland where we grew up, and it's called Friesland. Uh, and the people who live there are Frisians. They speak the Frisian language and have the Frisian culture. And so although we are Dutch, we were brought up bilingual. And, um, but um, she is a Dutch lady and her name is uh, Corrie ten Boom. And um, she uh, was obviously um, very much involved in the resistance and uh, in, the, in the war. And then obviously she needed to be, or she was, you know, went in a concentration camp and all of that. Then she was a believer, um, and um, and she she lost quite a few family members uh, in the war, um, but because her faith, she was able to rise above her storm. Um, and if you read the biography of of Tr Mother Teresa and also of Corrie Boom, you find that those mothers, because even Corrie Boom was never a mother but she was such a spiritual mother. Uh, because mothers come in so many different ways and different varieties and dimensions. Uh, Corrie Boom never was a mother, but she was a mother in our faith. Well, for me, because, because I'm, I feel close to her in some way. Um, but it doesn't say they didn't have difficulties. And if we are here all mothers, we know we have storms and, and they had really personal storms in their lives. Um, Mother Teresa, if you read her biography, many, many times she would question her faith. And, and, and you know, I was always thinking, well, how can you question your faith? You, you've got it all so together. But in her biography, she went on how she struggled with her faith. And with Corrie ten Boom, you know, um, her ministry did not really start to excel till she went back to Germany and, um, and she was confronted with the, with the man who put her sister to death 
and, um, and forgave the man. Uh, so most of our battles, uh, even as mothers, uh, it is not always in the outside world, but most of our battles are inside and that we need to overcome as mothers. And I have not been exempt from that. I always say to my, uh, my children, small children, small problems. Yes? You know. If you get bigger children, bigger problems. Small children, a little bit of money, or it costs you money, but as soon as your children grow up, <clears throat> they cost you a whole lot of more money uh, because you support them. So a mother is, is virtually endless, isn't it, what a mother means? You know, she's a protector, and she's a teacher, she's a friend, and, um, you know, she, she sacrifices a lot um, because of her children to do well. And for us as believers, we want to train our children to, in the ways of God, and that's so for us as believers, that's an, another really big thing for us, that we show the love of Christ to our children. I find, um, although a mother is the greatest privilege, I find it is the hardest, the hardest role or position or whatever you call to actually keep doing. And once you are a mother, in one way or another, you're always a mother. It doesn't mean that, uh, that, that you stop being a mother. If it's not to your own, it will be to somebody else. I've got a friend, she is in her 90s, and she says, you are the mother I never had. Uh, so we can just reach out to anybody who needs that, that quality of a mom, who accepts and who reaches out and who loves. But it is also the most rewarding uh, position. Although I'm, I'm a pastor, but really I'm a mother at heart. I, I just love people and I think God has the capacity to stretch our heart even beyond what we could think of. So a mother, we are all, we are, although we have all the same word, mother, it doesn't mean the same that we are all this similar and the same because God made us with our own gifts and abilities and so that, that guides us also to be a mom. Uh, if God has, you know, uh, like you, you are a teacher, uh, Obviously, in your mothering, you have a very a teaching aspect to your mothering. You can't help yourself because that's how God made you to be. And so even though we are all called mother, you are a mother in your own right uh, because you use that what God has given you. And, and, it is, and fathers do the same, okay? But we're not talking today about mums. But you can just refer it back to you being a dad. And so that makes us so, so special um, that we are a mother in our own right uh, because we have been um, the gifts and abilities that God has, that, that we keep sowing into the people that need it, especially our children, our grandchildren. Uh, we sow it in that, uh, and that is, that is very good. So a woman can be a child by birth or can adopt or anything, but a woman, uh, we can raise a child according to God's love, what, he, what he's instilled us to do. And I always think, you know, each child, it says in the Bible, is a gift of God. 
And, and that is, and when we start to think like that, that each child is a gift from God. It's just not a random person that comes in your life. It's actually a gift of God. Just treat it with respect and treasure it because we don't know who we're actually bringing up or who's actually in front of us or what the plans that God has for those things. So I, um, I love being a mother and, um, and, and so, in, so into the lives of my children and my grandchildren and who I am. And I call that to be authentic. You know, we need to be authentic mums and be really confident that whatever God has given us, whatever God has placed within us, it's that that we sow into in our children and grandchildren. Because you cannot sow what you haven't got. If you are got apple seeds, you, you don't expect an orange to come from that. You actually, if you show kindness or you sow kindness, then you actually want your children to be the kinds of people at school or at work. So today I talk about another lady that I really admire in the Bible, um, and I'll come to that in a minute. Because um, whatever God has given you, and whatever God has placed in your heart, um, you know, it says, above all, guard your heart, because that is a wellspring of life. Um, which is in Proverbs 23. So guard your heart because that's a wellspring of life. And if I think of a spring, it's alive, it's fresh, it's bubbly, uh, you know, it's not stale, but it, it, it brings life. If you look at a spring, it's life, something grows around it, there's always flowers or something, but a spring is alive and it's continually flowing. It's not stagnant. Um, and when we talk about a wellspring of life, so out of that wellspring, you can bring life to somebody else. Um, we don't want our heart to be a pond. No, because a pond is stagnant. And when a pond is no flow, no coming and no going, it starts to start to smell a bit nasty. Uh, a pond is nice, but not much grows in a pond in the end because it, it, there is no life in it. So that's why I love the word of God that says, a wellspring of life. It's fresh, it's flowing. So now we go to um, uh, Hannah, which is 1 Samuel. And I know if you know the story of Hannah, uh, Hannah was married to Alcana, and she was not the only wife. There were two wives, so it was not a... There was always a third person. And obviously the other wife uh, was obviously very fertile and uh, bore children, you know, quite quickly. But Hannah didn't. And so um, when we read it, um, it says that, but to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved it. And the husband really, really loved it. It was not a problem. Um, and the Lord had closed her womb, so she was not able to conceive. And you know, these days, uh, we come across that many of times, maybe maybe in your friends or in your family, that uh, not everybody is able to conceive these days. In our days, uh, it, it didn't seem to be a problem. Yelp used to say, I only have to look at you, and then I'm, you're already pregnant. Uh, 
But it seems to be so different now. And we have experienced that in our own family. It is just really heartbreaking and painful when people are not able to conceive. And it says, and her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. You can only imagine uh, how hard it would be for Hannah. And it went on year after year. It was just not, you know, a, a little while. But it went on for year, year, year. Because she really would love to have children. Her rival was just popping them out. And, uh, and she just irritated her by, her by her manner. And it really hurt her heart. It really, she was really hurting. And whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord... Her rival would provoke her. You know, it is just awful. If you, if you just get a picture, it would be an awful situation for Hannah. Uh, and then she said she, she, and she wouldn't eat because she was just so full of hurt. Her heart was just so closed up uh, because of the hurt and, and the disappointment. And obviously this person in her space all the time provoking and irritating her. Have we all had a person like that in our life? Oh, yeah. Well, I had a few in mine. That is just awful, isn't it? And it gets to you after a while. And Hannah just couldn't eat, it says. And Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you so weeping? Why don't you not eat? Why are you so downhearted? Uh, you know, obviously, it, he noticed that she was not happy. Don't I mean more than you, than ten sons? And, uh, you know, husbands, you are great. You are. Our husbands are just one. I've got the most wonderful husband. We've been married for 45 years, not as long ago. Um, and Yelda and myself, we have known each other uh, for a long, long time because we were in the same kindergarten. Went to the same primary school. We were in the same class. We went to the same church. You know, we are just, I cannot um, think of when Yalda was not in my horizon. Always has been. And our parents, they were good friends. So here you go. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he surprises me still. After all these years. But there are times when, you know, we as women, we are just... Full of every, our heart is just blocked of everything and nothing. Maybe this irritating person, or maybe some hurt that other people have said to us, but our heart can can get blocked, and then we're not so free flowing anymore to other people. Um, and it says, you know, guard your heart because it's a wellspring of life. And you think, oh gosh, maybe you've been there before. And I'm not speaking only to women, only to the men. Because I'm sure you've got some people who can irritate you and you get frustrated with. And so even, you know, her, her husband loved her with everything. Uh, it, was, it was not bringing the breakthrough that she needed. And, uh, and sometimes we expect too much of our husbands that they uh, should fix what they should do or whatever, or they should say this or do that. But in the end, our husbands are our husbands, and they are not God. And so Hannah went to the house of the Lord, 
And it says in bitterness and soul she was. She wept much and she, she prayed to the Lord. And, you know, she just poured out her heart to God. Uh, it doesn't say she's done it before. It obviously got all too much for her. Uh, and she was bitter because as, as we keep all that stuff in our heart when it's not flowing, it becomes bitter. It becomes really nasty in our heart. And, and, and then we don't flow from a fresh place. It's uh, because then we keep sowing from our heart. It says from our heart, the mouth speaks. And, oh, sometimes, you know, I get so frustrated with, even with my own kids. And, you know, I say things and I think, oh, no, I shouldn't have said it. But it comes out of my heart because I'm so frustrated with something. And I project it on somebody else. Uh, Maybe I should just talk to my husband or just joking. Hey, darling. And so she is just at the end of her tether. And so she starts to pray to God and, uh, and pours out her life like that. What it really is for her. Why is she so angry, frustrated? She's irritated with this other wife, I don't know how she do that, have two wives, and I couldn't even imagine what that would be. But she's so hurt, and she would desperately have a child. And so she pours out it all to God, and the priest thinks that she is really drunk, because obviously um, she looks like that, that she, is, uh, she is drunk. Um, but she said she was praying with her heart, and that is a good thing. Praying with our heart, because then we are actually real. Not praying with our head, but praying with our heart, where, where, where our soul is, where everything is, where everything is seated. And God looks at our heart. He doesn't look at our outward appearance. He looks at our heart, how the condition of our heart is. And so here she was, she pours it all out. Uh, and in the end, God only understands our heart the best. He does. He understands what we're exactly going through. He sees us. He knows us. He knows you. He knows you. You are that kind of mom. And he knows and sees everything what we're going through. Uh, and he understands totally. And so sometimes we go to this thing, that thing, that friend, and I'm not saying that is wrong, but the best place is actually going to God. I remember when I had little ones and just got born again, and you know how those old ladies told me they had quiet times, and, uh, and I just just couldn't get my head around it because I think when is it actually quiet? When I'm up, they are up, and and, and by the time they're in bed, I'm done, uh, and I just I just could not, uh, how am I going to do that? And so I found a way. I found a way. I think I'm going to the toilet. But even that was a challenge because they always want to come with you, isn't it, when they're little ones? You can hardly, not even go to the toilet by yourself. But I said, just get to go to the toilet and this time I close the door. And it was my best quiet times. In the toilet, I would just kneel down and so God, I just had it. I don't know how to do it. 
you know, they irritate me, they frustrate me. Uh, I'm getting so angry. Uh, I don't know how to do. I, I don't know how to be a good mom. Uh, and, and, and then I need to love you, and I just didn't know how to do it all. But those moments in the toilet was my breakthrough because I poured it out to God. Uh, you know, it was no, uh, at the end of the day, my husband had work, and he worked in a psych hospital. He didn't need to come home to another uh, mum who's overworked and frustrated and all of that. Uh, I had to find a way, and, and God was the best way for me to pour out my heart, tell it how it was. And so sometimes I was only for a few minutes down, but man, when I was up, I would know that God had heard me, and he would give me strength. And so it says, cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. And it, it's actually true when we actually do it. Uh, we sometimes just wait far too long uh, by casting those things to God. Because, no, no, I've got to sort it. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'll tell myself, I'm okay, okay. Uh, but sometimes we're not okay. And when I was pastoring in Dunedin, we pastored there for a while. Um, and my favorite line was, God help me. And so and lots of people come and go, and I was counseling a lot of people. And, and then while I was in you know, the reception, I would say, oh, God help me. And obviously one day I've been doing that far too, uh, well, quite often, obviously. And so the other staff got really worried about me. And they said, Peter, you're right. Because you seem to call upon the Lord all the time. Well, I said, I just need him. Because I haven't got it. I haven't. I can only sow what I've got. But sometimes we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to bring words of wisdom or knowledge or anything like that. So when you are worried, it's actually an invitation to talk to God. People say pray. I say just talk. Just, just talk, pray, pray, so, so, you know, you have to be in a particular way. But just talk to God. Talk to him. And it doesn't really matter where you are, in the car or in the toilet. I, uh, to be honest, the toilet is still my favorite spot. Because I've learned uh, that is my, my closet. So if, even when things are getting a bit on top of me, then uh, before it starts like a raging storm within me, because, you know, all these raging storms that we had, I just go to the toilet. Nobody thinks anything of it. But God and me know that we mean business. So what can we learn from that? You know, for us as ladies, we are always uh, worried about, uh, you know, about our weight. We should lose a pound I should go on a diet, uh, this thing or that thing. Uh, me too, okay? I think, oh gosh, yes, I should start losing weight again. I should walk again. I should not eat uh, all my licorice because I love licorice. I should just cut it all out and so I lose a few pounds. But then God showed me something different. He wants us to lose weight, but other weights. The weight of stress. 
the weight of worry. The weight of what is to come or how is God going to do it? How is my children going to go? The weight of stress from what could be, what might be, uh, not knowing, uh, do I going to cope? Have I got enough money in the bank? God would say, just lose the weight of that. Lose weight. Because it's a weight and it affects our heart. It's just like stones in our heart can be very, very heavy and we have a heavy heart. The weight of expectation. You know, sometimes we have so high expectation of our husbands or our partners and what they should do and not do, or expectation on people or our children. We're expecting our children to, to do the best, and, uh, and sometimes it's, it, it doesn't happen as the way as we thought it would. The weight of other people's opinion, what other people, what we think other people say about us, but it's actually what we say about ourselves. We said, oh, I think people think this about me. But actually, that's what you think yourself. So God would say, lose the weight. Lose that weight. That is more important than your outward appearance. God is far more concerned about our condition of our heart. And the weight of comparison. We compare ourselves on how other people look or what other people do and uh, what other people have. And, uh, and, it, and it, it takes a bit. Some people are very well off and can do, seem to, they can do everything. And we think, oh, wow, I haven't, I haven't got really that much. But you have. But we compare ourselves to those who have more or know more or do more or things like that. Comparison is, a, is such a thief of our joy when we compare ourselves to others. I don't know if you remember that um, ad about uh, cereal. Uh, I think it's just right or something like that. And then the lady says uh, she was sitting there with something to eat or something in, in the cafe. And then she obviously sees what, what her neighbors have and said, oh, have what she's having. Do you remember that ad? I did it for a long time for myself, for my own life. I thought, that's a good line. And, uh, and I would say, say to God, I'll have what she's having. Uh, you know, because she looks good and she talks good. And, you know, you know, I've got an accent and I find it sometimes a while of her very difficult and annoying that I had this awful accent. And I said, I'll have what she's having. She just speaks so fluently. I'll have what she's having. Or, you know, something else. The kids were doing so well and playing music and, you know, yelled at me, I just become playing out. And, but I just really had this beautiful look, you know, if I just could play the keyboard or play the guitar, then, you know, that, that would be the best. Well, the author gave me a guitar and I tried, I gave it away. Somebody else gave me a guitar and tried again and gave it away. Because it's not the ability that I, that I have. But for a long time, I would just say, I'll have what she's having. 
uh, have a look at that beautiful, you know, how they look or walk or whatever it is. Oh, we envy and you compare yourself. But it's, it destroys really who you are. God is not interested for us to compare ourselves with others. He's just so interested in, in us, how we are, how he made us to be. That we are the most authentic person uh, because there's only one of us. And that authentic person can make such a difference in other people's life. It's so, like you, you're teaching, and I think, oh man, it sounds so good. But, and, and you make a huge impact. You already have, but if you think that you already made an impact uh, in people's life, well, I would just prepare yourself for what is to come. Because how God will open doors for you that you never could open. And because why? Because what he's placed in you, the seed. And so for us mothers, we sow in our children and our grandchildren to quicken, to quicken all those seeds and to grow them, to encourage them, to inspire them and to embrace them. You know, some of our, our grandchildren are all different. And I think, oh Lord, how is this going to come in the future? But I need to trust God that God placed beautiful gifts and abilities in all our children. And we are there to nurture it and to believe that, you know, what, what God has given in them is the best for them. And, uh, and if anyone needs to believe it, it's mom and dad. They need to believe it that they are just the most beautiful, wonderful children that you have. Our, our grandchildren are just the best, you know. They are just the most beautiful and most funniest and the most frustrating sometimes. Uh, but they are. Because if I don't believe that, I want someone in their lives that they not only, because first they don't know, but they need to hear it from you and me that, they, that God's got a plan for them and to give them hope in the future. And, you know, that, uh, the future is amazing with the gifts and abilities that God has given them. So drop the weight of comparison. The weight of voices will be telling ourselves. You know, the whispers that we hear are in our own heads. Oh, no, you're not good enough. Uh, no, you can't do that. Uh, that's not for you. We're telling ourselves, we're shutting ourselves down all the time. And God would say, just lose that weight. Lose it. It says in Matthew 8, verse 28, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Just like Hannah did. Come. The invitation is always there with God. Just come. If you have some excess weight today, just come. And, and bring it to him. He said, walk with me and work with me. Walk and work and watch how I do it. You know, we are followers of Jesus and we follow his example. We not copy because we are not Christ himself. We are all individuals, but we follow the example of Christ. Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. I will not lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, 
and you will learn to live freely and lightly. It is just it's a beautiful thing. Just come and cast your burden on him. And whatever it is for you, he wants you to lose that weight. Today or in time to come, he wants you to lose that weight because it's just too heavy to carry. It says also carry each other's burden. In this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. So that is good. It's good you have a husband or a friend. It's good because you can actually cast your burden or talk about your burden yourself. Two is always better than one. But the ultimate is still God. And so he can sort out the storms in your heart, help you to overcome the storms and guard your heart so that it keeps a wellspring of life, not only for your own life, but for all those who come around you. If it's your children, if it's your grandchildren, if people at a sport club or anything, anything what you do, God wants you to sow that what you have into other people's life without the heavy weight of all these expectations, comparisons, just drop the weight. Lose some weight today. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Lose some weight. You know, even Jesus said, uh, when he was with his disciples, um, you know, they had a busy schedule. Uh, they, I don't think they had a plan. Jesus just had it all in his head. He was guiding them. But there were times that Jesus said, come, let's go to a quiet place. Even Jesus if, if you look at Jesus, that he would get up early in the morning and just have some quiet time when it was still dark. And he taught his disciples to come away with him and go to a quiet spot because otherwise it gets too much. And I know as young parents it's, or young mums, it's, it's not easy to find that space. But we don't need to go to a retreat for three days. That is lovely. But it's not everyday living. And even if you find one or two minutes with God, even if it's in the bathroom or when you have a shower, whatever time you use when you are by yourself, God says, come to me. Come, come to me and lose a bit of that weight that you carry. So... We want all to be authentic people. Not to co compare myself or copy somebody else, but be the one that God has made you to be. With everything that God has placed within you. And if you've got a heart for, for people, or you've got a heart for teenagers, or whatever passion God has given you, that's where you make a difference. So, guard your heart. It's a wellspring of life. And if you've got some heavy stones in there, just lose it. Lose the weight because it's so heavy. I don't know what the time is. Do I need to stop? Okay, all right. I'm just going to pray then. Father, we just thank you that you are our God and we just thank you that you know us so intimately because you made us 
You made us, Father, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, today we just especially think of those who are mothers and grandmothers, nanas, and for any motherly figure, Father. Father, we just ask you that you help us to be us. Not compare ourselves with another mom or another person or another celebrity. But Father, allow us to self to be us. Because the most empowering thing is when we are us, when we are ourselves. And Father, you can do the most incredible things in our lives, more than we, we could imagine. And Father, when we come to places of days, Father, maybe just just come to you because you are always there. You know us the best. You know what we need. And you can, Father, you are very happy to have our burdens that we carry because you said that you yoke this light. So, Father, we speak blessing on all the moms today, on all the nanas. Father, maybe just keep doing what we're doing. I ask you, Father, for the empowering of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, it's just not by might or by power, but the power of the Holy Spirit. And eating from the Word of God. Sowing that in our children and our grandchildren. Father, as long as we can, as long as we live. We ask you that in Jesus' name. yourself a um, cup and a straw and actually we've got our like our mother has one of those straws and she keeps it in her bag so when she goes out she can use them they're really cool I just wanted to give you a word thank you so much for sharing today and have a great day thank you church